up, everyone? Welcome again to the latest episodes from my mom's garage. As always, this is your host, Tony, with Nikki. Hello, my peepals. And to start off the day or this episode, is we're going to say happy birthday to Nikki. It's his birthday today. We don't acknowledge we that. That's just, no. Yeah? Yeah. Yes. I, stopped, uh, I stopped counting at 30, okay. which was like 10 years ago. So we're going to unhappy birthday, <laughs> Nick. <laughs> yeah, I, stopped count, I stopped counting on this. What's the point? Well, you, you always have to celebrate it. Yeah, I just start. I just start determining my age based on the gray hairs I find. I know, but we are going to celebrate it today. Uh, his one of his favorite movies is uh, Fifth Element, and a mutual family member. We're going to do a barbecue, and it's going to be called September the Fifth Element Day, which I think it should be a tradition every year after this. You want to hear something funny? Fifth Element is one of my is, is one of my all time favorite movies, and but I stop rewatching it. Why? So I've realized when I rewatch because I rewatch a lot of stuff like. TV shows, stuff like that, right? Yeah. But then I get to a certain limit that I can't enjoy it the same way. Like, I have to stop watching it because you ever watch something so much that you already know, like, literally every single second what's going to happen. Yeah. And you're just like, especially with certain, like, shows, like, let's say The Office, because I know you know this one. There's that point where you just know it drops in quality, so you just stop watching it. Season 7, episode 9. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, <laughs> but that's why I get to now where it's like little Scott. by little, every uh, I, I get like one episode lower, lower. Where I was like, I don't want to watch the rest. It was like, so in the movies too, where I watch it so many times that I feel like I already played. I can play the whole thing in my head faster than it's actually playing in live live view. So it's like, so to preserve my love of that movie, I have to re, like refrain myself from watching it too much. So do you limit yourself to watch it once a year or like a few It's times? been a while. Like I like I, I can't even remember the last time I watched it. Do you have a traditional movie? A tradition movie? Like mine's is Love Actually. I always have to have I have to watch it during the Christmas season. I don't know why. I just enjoy the movie and and it's it's cuz it's based around the ho- that holiday. Mm-hmm. Every year I have to watch it. No, I can't think of a movie that I watch seasonally like that. Like I can say movies that I've watched a million times. Like, oh uh, yeah, like uh, uh, I've watched uh, Demolition Man a million times. You know what's one movie? This is one movie that I watched. I don't know how many times that I could I could do the movie word for word, but it's not. It doesn't even hit my top twenty favorite movies. Really, which one? Varsity Blues. No, but you know what? I don't know why. There's some movies that because the problem is this is my problem too is like I have a bad habit of. This is why I can't watch new content half the time, because I'm always engaged in something mentally, like either I'm playing a video game, I'm editing photos or something like that. I'm just tired that I can't mentally like say I'm oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna enter, I'm gonna enjoy this brand new series, right? So I start rewatching stuff. So movies are like there's there's my list where it's like I just watch that because I can absorb it easy, like without it. Um, it's background noise at that point, pretty much. But like yeah. uh, haunted house or. Um, scary movies. Uh, well, the first two don't watch anything past that. Um, <laughs> you know, stuff like Demolition Man. It's, I, this is oh, um, one was uh, two that are my favorites are Grandma's Boy and <sighs> uh, That's My Boy. That's my, okay. I could Grandma's Boy. I fucking love that movie. That's that's a movie I could watch. I can I don't know if I could do it multiple times a month, but I could do like once a month and still be enjoyable. Every month, um, no, I, I could do, I could do that one. I, like I just, um, 
Lucy was another one that I was like, uh, like I said, that's my boy. Like movies that are just kind of stupid, but entertaining. Yeah, I don't just get tired. Get tired of from it. Like American Pie. Yeah, American Pie is a good way to look at that one. I don't know, just anything. Anything comedy is usually good because a lot of times. Forty Year Virgin, I could watch multiple times. You know what it is too is like if I start watching movies with a little bit more story structure to it, I start breaking apart the 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 premise and it starts making no sense. Like even with Demolition Man, one of my favorite movies. Like I said, I've watched it many times. Um, you start thinking about logically speaking, like. Okay, how do they get to this, like, level? Yeah. Like, um, like, wait, and is this the only place in the world that does this, that lives like this, or are, like, there are other cities that live just like this with no violence and no, no, no city? Yeah, death? is this the only sub-area, subculture area that does it? Or Yeah, that, that death is, like, unknown or something like that. Oh, this is a small region. Yeah. Or is it just a, maybe like is it, is it a testing location that they're trying this new thing while everything else is? That's what I'm saying. So like they really didn't dive into it. also the, the the Taco Bell thing. Like oh the three shells. Well, the three shells. I think they literally just wanted to mine f everybody. Like, what can we do? Yeah. To just make people question this for the rest of eternity. Like, just completely mine f everybody to make you think, how is it possible for this to work? Yeah, I love that. True. I would love to throw. I would love to make a movie and throw that in the movie, that people will basically be questioning that type of practice for like centuries. Like there'll be there'll be college uh, classes dedicated to how the three seashells work. The, the theories of the three seashells. <laughs> yeah, the, the psychological know. meanings. <laughs> That's so. funny. But let's get into some topics. All right, so the first one, this is, I, you're, you're getting back into gaming because you just go to Valhalla, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So PlayStation just, like, literally, I want to say within the last 24 hours, mm-hmm. they got confirmed that PlayStation announced that they are going to stop uh, offering free next-gen upgrades for their first-player games. What so, does that mean? So, so pretty much they have games, they're... In the transition of like PlayStation for PlayStation Five, mm-hmm. so there's games like uh, the new uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, um, the I think it's Grand Theft Auto Six or Five Six. I think they're plan- planning on, and a few other games that are they cross gen platforms, meaning cross about well, cross new gen platforms, meaning it's on PlayStation Four and PlayStation Five. So some people. They'll make the game at PlayStation 4. So if they buy the PlayStation 5, they, they'll they give them a free upgrade. So once they use that game digitally or physically into the new gen, the new system, they usually would offer for free. But now they're charging 10 bucks, everybody, for the, free, for, the, uh, for the upgrade. So to get the same game, but to work on a higher uh, system yeah. level... So you're paying for the same exact game. So it's the same, you know, same game that you're paying for. It's just because you were able to upgrade your system. Now you have to pay for the... Just the upgrade. The function. See, but weren't they the same game in the first place? They yeah. just... Uh, probably like there's graphics, a graph, uh, graphic update, probably some BIOS changes that are... That I thought are, they were just multi-platform functions, like multi-platform discs. But you're telling me no, that... No, the disc... Like if you buy a PlayStation Five disc, it won't play it on the PlayStation Four. No, and there, and there, there's some games that require an upgrade because maybe 
the disc doesn't have en- enough information to process to use the processing power of the game mm-hmm. to make it functionally playable. So they have those things as a certain certain See, patches that you would have to have in the game. I would be okay with it if you're telling me like you can't. So let's say I get a PlayStation Five. Yeah, I can still play all my PlayStation games prior everything. Except I won't play to the level that PlayStation Five can offer it's, it's, it's ca- unless I get the upgrade, which I get that. But if you're telling me that I just can't play that game at all unless I get the upgrade, then no, that's that's I, I don't like that because that's why people don't want to upgrade. It's like you pay so much. Think about how many games you've paid for over the years playing them, and then I mean I don't know if I'm wrong, but and they tell you well you're done with them because you can't play them in the new system. I th- all right, so I. My assumption, because what I was reading it, and they were just saying that this is this is pretty much applied to any other a lot of their exclusives, their first party games, yeah, that are exclusive that that are both. But I'm assuming if a game, th- I think it would only apply if their game is in PlayStation Five. Also, you get me because they don't have no patches for it. So meaning, so like, let's say, let's say if you have Valhalla. Right, mm-hmm. but there's no PS5 version of Valhalla. There's no patch upgrade for it. You get me? So it's gonna play like it would play in that game if it's a digitally owned game. This is my assumption. It's a digitally owned game to play it there with so, no with, with no need of upgrade. But if you bought a new game that is that was coming out that they made a version of PS4 and PS5, mm-hmm. and you got a PS4 and you upgraded to PS5. That exclusive upgrade to play, you would have to pay the ten bucks. This is probably why people end up going to PC. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm being truthful. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to you know say one is better than the other. I'm just saying it's like it sucks because it's like you. I don't like spending money, and it's like it goes to waste a certain degree, right? Yeah, and that's what it feels like if you're telling me, let's say, I couldn't play this, or I have to play an upgrade just to pay it. So like. At least with a computer, I'm guessing it's just you, the quality of what you get from the game yeah. is based on your system. Makes sense, which makes perfect sense. But to say that, well, no, because it's not that level, you can't play it. Like, what? <laughs> so I just, now I have to either keep both systems or, you know, that's the thing. You're not going to keep both systems. You're not going to keep, like, all these different systems. You're always going to try to upgrade and get rid of the previous one. I don't know. It, it would be interesting if all the games, like, just function period, like over all the platforms, you just have a higher quality or bit rate or something like that. Yeah. Well, a lot of people are not liking it. That's the of only course not. Yeah. You're telling somebody you're going to charge them a fee for something they shouldn't really be charging you for. Yeah. So, so that's the, that's the thing the, that's the good news. The, well, the good news of, of it is that you don't have to pay extra money for, uh, for the PlayStation five version of it. So it's like, oh, if you have the PS4 to PS5, you, you don't need to buy the new, the PS5 version anymore. Now you have to do an upgrade. And usually, normally it was free, but now they're doing charging the $10. So let's see let's see where they go from there. No, but that's an open door. The thing is, is that companies function in a way, and I don't blame them because function, uh, companies, companies have one sole goal, and it's to make money, period. If you yeah. think a company's responsibility has other responsibilities, they do not. Yeah. What they adhere to is consumer pressure. So if they're charging a fee and we accept it, then they'll be okay to charge that fee plus more. If they try to charge a fee and we go nuts over, boycott, complain, 
to the company, then they'll second guess that thought process. Yeah. But until we do, they're just not, they, 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 they're like, whoa, we charge them a ten dollar fee. Maybe we can get away charging them another fee for something else. Yeah. Another, because they're always going to test their ground because that's what they're supposed to do. Yeah, they're going to push it to see if, if the market's going to accept and just move along. And they're keep not, it going. You know, they're not in the business to leave a dollar on the table if they can grab that dollar. Yeah. Oh, no, definitely not. Nope. Uh, next, next topic. And this is one that came out three days ago. And I fucking loved it. Okay. So, as you know, what is one of my favorite cartoons? Rick and Morty. And did you, I don't know if you saw it. Yes, I did. The teaser, the promo teaser for the season finale was with uh, Christopher Lloyd. And uh, what's his name? He's from Knives Out, too. It was names. No, uh, I've seen him. He's, a, he's an interesting actor. Uh, uh, Jaden Martell. So not the not the combination I would have ever pictured. I mean, I loved it. It's weird because I mean, Christopher Lloyd is actually the inspiration for Rick. Yeah, because when they originally came out with the Rick and Morty, uh, Rick Sanchez was just Doc Brown, but drunk. I know, literally. but I've, I think, but he. I guess what I'm saying is, I was going to see him as Doc Brown. I wish I would have gotten somebody a little bit more surly. Uh, like an old surly person, like I don't care. Like, yes, yeah, he can get what's his name? Uh, um, darn it, I forgot his name. He's like uh, the guy from remember 24 Hours with uh, Eddie Murphy, Nick Nolte. Yes, he looks psycho and he pretty now much he sounds like he's drunk all the time. He probably was when, when he was so no, I'm saying, but you, I'm saying, but you've seen him, like, yeah, yeah, he would be a crazy look. I mean, he got a little skinnier, he'd be a crazy looking Rick, yeah, but. Being the fact that no, I'm, I'm happy. I'm not trying to nitpick. It. It's just I wish we would have got somebody because right now Christopher Lloyd is always going to be Doc Brown, and I'm looking at him. Okay, he looks like Doc Brown. Yeah, I know he's trying to play Rick, but he looks like Doc Brown. Yeah, I guess I wish we would have had somebody else to kind of change that perspective. And the, the kid part, I don't, I don't mind. I mean, I liked the, he, the who they chose as a kid. He looks like he looks like Morty. It looks like a live action Morty. The question is, is he going to be as whiny? I think he could play it off. Like, honestly, what's sad is that like, you have good people to have played Rick and Morty, but they're, they passed that prime of age. Like, yeah. Because I'm sorry, uh, 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 Sarah, uh, what was it? Uh, Michael Sarah would oh, have been yeah. perfect in his prime. Like, back when he was doing uh, uh, Arrested Development when it first came out. Oh, yeah. Man, he would have been a perfect, like. Or, uh, like, a super bad. Yeah, he would have been a perfect Morty, like, back in that yeah. day. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else would have been a perfect Rick, though. Who would be a perfect Rick? Trying to think, this is a drunk, crazy old man. Yeah, okay, but who's who's a drunk, crazy old? Who would be a perfect drunk, crazy old man? Ooh, that's that's a good one. I have people, but in my head, I'm like they don't physically who, who did meet you have? the criteria. Because you can say the guy who played uh, uh, Hellboy, but no, he's he doesn't fit Ron the Perlman. Physical. Yeah, Ron Perlman could probably play a a, a funny old surly man. Uh, yeah. but, but he's not uh, he's not that skinny. He doesn't fit the cri- the physical criteria. Physical criteria, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the question is, who would fit that physical criteria? It has to be somebody who's super lanky, mm-hmm. uh, tall, and surly. Like and very just surly means like he's very just like like a lot of attitude and just sass. You know, you know a lot of Jerry Oldman. No. What? You don't think? I From think, what movie? Even movie. No, example. but I think his acting ability. I think no, he's I'm not saying his ability is yeah. not there, but I mean, there's a guy who played Churchill. I don't know if he's going to play Rick and Morty. Oh, he's a lot older. Christopher Walken. 
But his 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 I don't know. He's, again, he's a too iconic in his own way. Um, I'm trying to think what's like. So I'm trying to think of like all TV shows because you gotta give it from a TV show. From a TV, do right, right. So, Oof. if if he was skinny enough, I would say the guy who plays uh, um, the guy who plays uh, uh, um, um, the guy from uh, uh, Parks and Recs, Ron Perlman, Ron Ron Swanson. Yeah, if he was like a little, I can see him playing that like kind of. He's more serious, but I can see him playing that that that, that, that kind of like Bill Murray. But you're looking for people who actually Rick is actually very like very, like he they need somebody young to play Rick to look older. But I don't know. You're looking for people who actually uh, are in there probably. Woody Harrison. Too wild. Too wild. Yeah, dude. I don't know. It just got to be somebody who just like makes you want to cut your wrist, but it's like funny at the same time. I don't know. Um, oh my god. I don't know. That's that's literally Rick. That's like Rick's like whole demeanor. Um, I don't know. Like I'm trying to think who else like. I mean, I did like when they were joking around about making uh, um, uh, Iron Man and Spider Man as Rick and Morty. Oh man, that would have been that would have been epic right there. Uh, I'm trying to think now. Like now, you're making me question anybody that I would throw. Oh, who's just a bitter old man? Like right now, Paul Giamatti. Which was that? He's short though. You need somebody way taller and lanky. You need somebody who fits the physical bill to kind of sell that. Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Kelsey Grammer? No. Too astute. Too, uh, he's like knocking everybody. I'm trying to. I'm sorry. I'm, just, I'm really trying we're, to go we're, through the. Like, we're going through the list. I, I guess we are right now. Uh, Richard Dreyfus. Nah. No? No, but wait. Let's stick on that movie because that's all older. Older people, yeah. Um, there's a character. Look up that movie, Red. Red. Red two, yeah. Uh, R E D Red with uh, that same movie Richard Dre- uh, Dreyfus is in. Okay. Part two though. Already. Um, okay. because I'm trying to think of that. There's an older man in that movie that I think would be perfect. All right. He's kind of psychopath. John Malkovich. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, John Malkovich. Yeah, that's fuck. That's a good one. <laughs> but we'll, uh-huh. now that I'm looking at John Malkovich, I'm also thinking of of uh, the guy that played Joe, uh, uh, Jonah Jameson. He was in Whiplash. Um, he's like he was. Like, I think he's okay, but you know what it is? You gotta need something like he again. You're picking great characters that can be surly, but they all look level headed. You need somebody who looks like psychopath. <laughs> like somebody who just looks like they're just gonna go off the deep end at any given moment. Yeah, and I think and I think John uh, John Malkovich in uh, Rounders when he was a Russian, <laughs> he has that. I think he will pull it off. Uh, that was a that's a good fucking pick. Thank you. That's a good one. I'm if, just trying if, to go if we're gonna substitute, we're gonna substitute out. Uh, so then it would be John Malkovich and my, uh, Michael Sarah from 2010. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I like that. That's a good pick right there. Oh uh, damn! I'm okay but with that, that. But that teaser, I want to see what they do. I, I I think people are gonna like it so much. I don't know if they're gonna cast Christopher Lloyd as a full series, but I think that's a good teaser to lead into. Question is, how old is Christopher Lloyd? Because I look, I thought he was in the like 60s and 70s back when the freaking movie was made, yeah. and now you got him at that actual age. Oh man, oh man, I just realized. Um, 
Okay. Have you ever seen, remember, uh, um, have you ever seen um, Eureka? I have seen two episodes. There's a guy who I always confuse him for uh, Christopher Lloyd. Um, so, so uh, um, while I looked that up, Christopher Lloyd is uh, 82 years old. Yeah, but how old does he mean? I mean, the movie then? He was like in his... No, right now. So he was... The movie came out like 30 years ago? So he was in his 50s? Yeah, he was in his 50s. I guess. It's just... It's so funny. Like, I thought he was older. Who who are you talking about? Matt Fear That played Jim Target? Yes, dude. I think he... Actually, you know something? I like him better. I think he actually would be a perfect, perfect... <laughs> oh, man. I'm looking at him and... Wow, I'm sorry. He's 63, yeah. He would be a perfect, um, wow. Man, I said, look at that. He was Max Headroom. Yeah. I didn't know that. You didn't know Max Headroom? No, I, I knew, I know Max Headroom, but I didn't know he played Max Headroom. Yeah, he also played the Lawnmower Man in part two. Oh, Matt Fuhrer. But look yes. at that, look at that picture there. Yeah, <laughs> you just put the hair. You could just Photoshop the hair into that, and he is such a Rick right there. Look yeah. at that. All right, so we have so our, so I guess wow, yeah, that's a better pick. We, like we transitioned from from uh, John Malkovich to Matt Fuhr as Rick <laughs> and two two thousand ten. So all right, so we have two thousand ten Michael Sarah, but who would be currently right now as a, as a Morty? I think they got a good pick for him. Really? That, who the the one that they have now? I think he's good. I think he has the look. Now I don't know if he ha- he's gonna have the the kind of the the, the, the whininess, the whiny because that's what Michael Sarah used to be like. Kinda, I could see him doing that. Yeah. So the question is, who has that kind of whiny? Because the thing is, I don't watch, I don't really watch New Hollywood like that. Like, oh, you know, what I'm thinking he's super. Young. He's young. Um, the kid from uh, Bad Boys. Bad Boys. Uh, ba- bad kids. I'm trying. I'm, I'm thinking that was the name. Uh, with the two kids that they um they they try to get back their their drone, I'm trying to remember that. Um, we Man. saw we, we reviewed it. I'm trying to remember the name, but they try to get back their drone. Yeah, that they that they took drugs from a girl. Like I guess they. Oh, bad kids. Yeah, I don't know what he. I haven't seen him in a movie since then, though. He wasn't. He was in. Uh, I can't remember what movie it was on. But, yeah, I have to figure it out. Later. It wasn't bad. It was Good Kids. Good Kids. Good Kids. Let me look it up real quick. But, yeah, that, that's that's one. Seems thing. a little whiny, yeah. Good Boys. Good Boys. There you go. Let me look up the cast. Let's let's see. Where is he at? Oh, he's not even showing up. I'm telling you. Child acting is dangerous. Yeah, I know. It is. <laughs> It's super dangerous. No, but it, I you know it's funny. In all honesty, it's funny, but it, it actually is because, like, statistically speaking, you're like if you're a child actor, you it's very rare that you're gonna come out without unscathed. Yeah. But yeah, so mm-hmm. so I, I'm gonna look him up in the movie. Yeah, he looks. He looks like the actor. I'm trying to pull it, pull it up, but you know what? You know what? Let's just move on. Okay, we'll move on. So, mm-hmm. uh, this so Paramount. Let's get into it. Paramount announced that they're pushing back Top Gun 
uh, Jackass Forever, and Impossible 7 to 2022. So they're trying to, they want to basically make sure they can, they can, um, they'll survive the theaters. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, the thing is, the longer, I'm telling you, I mean, maybe it's just me being hopeful. I just don't feel the theater is ever going to be what it used to be. Because now that they got to, even if, even if they try to hold back again, they go back to try to hold back the movies, I think people are just going to get back to the thing where they just demand it be shown so they can watch it at home. Yeah. Like, it has to be a major event movie in order to to want to go back to the theater. And honestly, the only movies that ever seem like has that level of clout are Marvel. Marvel, DC. Not even DC. I but think. D- um, all right, let me clarify. DC, if it comes to, to the realm of like Wonder Woman, which did this simultaneously, Batman or Superman? I don't think so. Like the only reason I play this, if people knew how good uh, Suicide Squad was going to be, maybe. But otherwise, DCs are too hit and miss. Sure. I really feel like that, right? But with Marvel, you always know you're going to get a good ride. Yeah. So. Like Shang Chi this weekend. Exactly. Uh, which we'll talk about later. But, you know, you were not going to be disappointed as far as the move. Like, and it's not just spending the money because people, you, you probably spend more money trying to rent it at home. But at the same time, it's a difference. You can sit there, you can enjoy, you can absorb, you can pause, you can do all these different things. So, like, yeah. you really have to say that you want the, ex- the experience has to be in the theater. And very few people have that kind of clout to, to deserve that. Like, um, Christopher Nolan, possibly, but even Tenet didn't prove that that was possible. Yeah. Um, what else? So Marvel, Christopher, Christopher Nolan, and then um, possibly, well, maybe Star Wars, but I don't think there's anything in the works for a long time. No, yeah, no, nothing recent. And the next one, but it would be... And what, maybe Avatar forever. Av- James, I was going to say James Cameron's Avatar that's supposedly going to come out next year. And but the only reason that one's going to do anything is because the technology. People will definitely try to buy, buy tickets to the technology because the technology is not something... They can do at home, which is the, the the you know what I'm saying like that 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 tw- uh, that huge IMAX fully filmed yeah 3D experience. It's super expensive to do that, so that's why you rarely ever see movies that actually do that. Yeah, but so going into and leading into that real quickly, and we'll there's another discussion that follows it was that um, Shang Chi and it did. Great in the box office this weekend. The how? What's great? That's the thing is so, great right, so pandemic it, numbers or great post pandemic numbers. All right, so um, they made seventy one million dollars in three days. Okay, and t- then there were the so this numbers. Is, this is pandemic numbers, not post pandemic numbers. This is because I feel like post pandemic numbers would have been like two hundred million, or whatever. Yeah, post pandemic or even pre pandemic numbers would have been. Up there. I'm sorry, post. I mean, yeah, pre pandemic numbers. Yeah, because we, we can't figure out. So, so here, there was a lot of factors that they did put into play. So, first of all, you have to understand that we're in, still in the middle of a pandemic. So, mm-hmm. conservatively, conservatively, they were estimating for the movie Shang-Chi to make 35 to $55 million on opening weekend. Conservatively. They were, they were understanding that the numbers were rising in certain areas and on a global scale. They also have to understand that Shang-Chi was one, I don't want to say the, or one of the lowest marketed Marvel MCU movie to date. 
one of the lows. Was it? I feel yeah. like, I mean, because they, 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 they took into a lot into account is that one, it's a new character that they, they're, that's being introduced. And two, well, that's one introduced. Two, they were never referenced other than in Iron Man 3 mm-hmm. um, and Iron Man 1 when he got captured because they had the Ten Rings in the background. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot, there was never anything mentioned of just because of the Ten Rings and how significant he is into the Marvel, really into the Iron Man. I was, but that's just me, my perspective. No, they, they were mentioned, but the, Shang-Chi was a brand new character. So you have that. One, it's a brand new character you're introducing. So you don't know how people are going to take it. Two, it was a very, it was low, had low uh, marketing um, funding to, to show what they were, what they were putting into the movie to, 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 to market it. Mm-hmm. And then the pandemic that's going on in the middle of it. So the, they said with everything into place and not putting into Disney Plus, uh, dual dual access. Mm-hmm. They were projecting thirty five to fifty five, and they made seventy one. Well, okay, wait. Dollars. Did you say they made seventy one <clears throat> million dollars? That was only domestically. You know That's that domestically in three days. Secondly, that is that is the highest grossing movie on a Labor Day weekend, oh, which really? is crazy. Hmm. Which I'm like, I read that, I was like, damn. But technically, I mean, I you know, what's really crazy is like, so. They probably, this is where I think, this is where sad. Maybe it was just the marketing of it. This is how I felt. Even with how the distributing rights of Black Widow were done, Black Widow, I felt like they were trying to make it, it was trying to be a summer blockbuster. It was not. It was good. It was good, but it was not a summer blockbuster level movie. This one could have been, maybe, but it ended up getting marketed as a Labor Day weekend movie, whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, Because this was, because for me, like, uh, um, summer blockbusters are, like, movies that, like, impact. The impact feels bigger. Like, feels like a yeah. really big. And with Black Widow, that I just felt like they were just trying to tell a story that we that that, sh- that would have already happened. Yeah. So, you know, we were, re- we were retracking something. So, either way, they should have flipped, you know, each other, maybe. To, to But... I don't know. I, I the, either one of them really felt like a true summer movie, but if I was gonna put it one in the summer, one in Labor Day, it would have been the other way around. Yeah, no, I definitely. But this one outperformed like Widow or no? We don't know yet because as far as opening weekend. Well, yeah, it outperformed because it was it was theatrical only, and Black Widow. No, was, but that, no, but oh like, well, Black Widow did like I think a hundred million. Opening weekend, but then that's what I'm saying is like, yeah, but that's that's including that's including. But she got a percent, She got the same percentage off of streaming service, no? No, no. But that's what I'm saying what they made in the money. Yeah, I know. But and, the whole argument is that she lost money because it only went to blockbuster. It only went to theater, theaters, and not and, you know whatever. No, it went to theaters and and streaming. So this the question one, was, this one went streaming only, and the and that's one thing that we were saying was that uh, the the president of Disney was saying that. This they're experimenting. This is an experiment, seeing that. Let's see how this movie does to on theaters only. Which you have to. It's hard to one. You shouldn't exp, You shouldn't experiment on. If you're gonna experiment, don't do it on a movie that nobody. Majority of the people that are besides the hardcore comic book fans and then read stories. If you're just basing off an experience of movie people that just love mcu movies and not really anything superficial every just a superficial love for the movies and not comic books 
you're 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 basing twenty two years of movies of characters that have been established compared to one that's being newly introduced as an experiment. No, you should have experimented with Black Widow to see how it holds because that's a character that's been in the last five twenty like like ten yeah, years. Of movies. The thing is, is that ten years of movies. I think um, I think the time of the reboot is starting to die out because people want new. Yeah, I think people want new. So. I always thought this movie was going to outperform Black Widow. Because, like, just like, um, as long as you make a, you introduce a character well, people love that. Think about, think about Suicide Squad. That's the introduction of new characters, and that did very well. Yeah. I just think that people want, are ready for new content versus just getting kind of a rehash of the old ones. True. So I, even if they came out the same exact way, if you really want to research, I guarantee you, this one would have made more money. Yeah. So leading with that mm-hmm. into what I want to discuss next with it is that based on the money that they made, mm-hmm. being that they were in um, doing it theatrically, uh, theater only, what comes into discussion, and this is one that's brought up now, is that the Russo brothers mm-hmm. are like in the process of this middle loss, in the middle of the lawsuit with, with Scarlett Johansson and Disney, not Marvel, Disney. They're siding with her on this, that there should have been a renegotiation or there should have been something to the part, to the point that they're like supposedly like on an impasse. If the Russo brothers are going to try to continue and make try to come back and do another movie for Marvel, another MCU movie, because then that hinders like how the deal is going to go, how they're going to get paid out. If the next because I think they were in implementing that, uh, implying that they might do Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. So if they do another huge arc or like four or five movies into it, then how is that going to play on how they're going to get paid out or how they're going to get reimbursed? Well, how they're going to get paid out ultimately. So, are they, if, so is everybody siding with um, Scarlett Joe just so that so they do they do what they did with this movie? Yeah, well, not really do with that. It's more like don't agree that on these terms and then ultimately change it without changing the deal that you have with me. Yeah. I mean, so I guess if they were like, I guess if they were, if they would restructure the, the, the outcome being that if, if the movie is intended for streaming only, or let's say theater only Mm -hmm. keep it that way. If your intention was to change it, at the fact that's I guess what Scarlett Johansson's situation we've rep- we've talked about it multiple times is that I guess she has seen that she was okay with it but let's restructure my my compensation and then and I guess that's where they're at it's like we don't want to if, if this if that's how this is going to work with us have us make this a movie that's going to make them billions of dollars residually after it goes on any platform after after so many years. How are we gonna get paid back for it, and if or initially paid back for it? If it's theatrical only, let's keep it that way. If, if you want to do both, then we'll make a structure that please. So they both just people. don't like the fact that she didn't. She didn't. Ha- she did not have a say in the distributing. Like I mean, not to say that they because not because. Okay, so the argument you're telling me is that her issue wasn't that they didn't pick her what she wanted. How did she want to distribute it? It was that they never even consulted her on it or they didn't even confirm with her how they were going to do it. No, I guess they, they, all right. So like if they would have confirmed or that, listen, this is what we're going to do. I'm sorry. No, it would have been better. Yeah. No, not that it would have been better. 
the case was is like if you if I was a Disney right mm-hmm. for you and you're like you know what whatever movie you make we're gonna put out in theaters mm-hmm. and you're gonna get X amount of box office whatever the box office is you get X amount of dollars off of that percentage mm-hmm. off a of box office only. Mm-hmm. But if I come, I'm like, you know what? Instead of coming box office, I'm going to do box office and streaming. Mm-hmm. So now we're giving the customer two options mm-hmm. instead of one direct option. And you come back at me. It's like, you know what? That's fine. If you want to do both, but let's restructure our deal that uh, my, my, my compensation affects whatever you make on both instead of one, one channel of, of income. So I think that's where, where, where they came at a crossing was that, she was trying to nego- renegotiate her percentage to compensate to 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 equal out what she would have made within two two channels of you know of streaming or mm. of showing the movie, and I guess that's what they didn't like. I guess that's why she sued them. She's like, I, being that the maybe she would have got instead of instead of maybe she would have said, I don't know if she was going to get anything from streaming because their intention was never to go to streaming. So I guess maybe she got something, uh, just a base value. She's like, oh, you want to go to stream? We're going to give you this amount, not even a percentage. We're just going to give you this dollar amount and go on your way, and you still get your percentage off of off a of, off a of theater. Mm-hmm. But then, I guess from what she's seen, that it kind of made they both made like a little bit the same amount when they came out. So she's like, but didn't they give her a percentage of that anyways? No, I, I don't know. I, I, nothing was ever nothing was ever disclosed. So but I, you I'm, know, I I'm wa- going off assumptions and things that I read and here and there. But also, yeah, that's what I was saying. That I guess she was trying to renegotiate her deal to to kind of equal to make sense of being both forms of distribution of the movie instead of one. And I think that's where the Russo brothers are an are are an impact are an impasse with Disney. Is like if you're gonna go this way or this route, fine. If you're planning to do streaming and, and theater. Fine, but let's make the numbers work for both of us, because we don't we know we don't want to get screwed for one thing, and then you get me. I think Struck I figured. I think I, I think you know what makes sense to me though, because I, I swear I keep on hearing that they actually did give her a percentage of what they made, um, based on the streaming service. Now, what it could have been, this is just random thought process. If they would have put that in the agreement, I believe the one thing, the first thing they would they would have to do is disclose how well it did. On the streaming service, which I think streaming services don't really disclose that. They kind of keep that close to them. They don't really, Netflix doesn't doesn't have a thing where they show you how each movie did. They just tell you, hey, this movie did whatever. So maybe because of that, like maybe she also wanted a percentage of new users for that weekend. Mm-hmm. On top of the $30, a percentage of the $30. So that would be like, because again, that's the new users are not specifically saying that they want they want they did it to watch Black Widow. It could have been on any other anything other any other show movie. Or any other reason, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they just did not want to disclose that information to anybody, including an actress. So that's why they didn't want to really negotiate put that in negotiation because I'm guessing if they would have, she would have been able to demand to see those numbers. Yeah. And that's maybe the information they don't want to reveal to anybody. Or like that's true. They want to control. Yeah. Sorry, just no, no, no. That 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 doesn't make so sense. out of the box thinking because thing. she could have yeah because easily because she could have been high as you said like oh are there new did you how many did you new accounts you generate in the month yeah of, I want a percentage of the the new accounts as well yeah whatever because like but then again again that's um that's almost like imagine if AMC uh, when back when we had the all you can all you can watch tickets whatever yeah. that we have 
and they'd be like, oh, well, actors start arguing. Well, I don't want just whatever comes in the box office. I want um, however many new users you get during the month of my movie. I'm like, wait, but that has nothing. To, you don't know if those people are joining because of you. Yeah. They, I think that, well, being that streaming, they could they could really look into if that user opened an account and if they purchased their early access. So I guess she'll, she'll get a double hit. She goes, if you get, I get a hit for anybody that purchases, but then I also get an additional hit if it's a new user that purchases it. Purchases it. But again, she would probably want to see the numbers. Numbers. And that's something that they don't would like to release because... They probably might not want to because I don't think... I think or she, she could have even done it like... Yo, she could have like fucking been like, you know what? I want... Every time somebody... An account replays the movie, I want to cut. No, because think about it. Aside from, <laughs> she, aside from critiques, you really don't know if a movie did badly on a streaming service. No. You don't, you don't know... The only way you know a movie does bad is how shit-talking people do to it. The exactly. numbers don't. The numbers are never revealed to show you how much, how many people watch it to to exactly. estimate how but much it came in. I'm just wondering if that's what's going on. Yeah, but that's pretty much the news for the week, guys. And like always, thank you so much for listening to the latest episodes from my mom's garage. As always, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at from my mom's garage, or email us at fmmgpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think, thoughts, or concerns, or email us about movies, topics you want us to discuss. As always, tell a friend, send a friend, bring a friend. See you next week. All right.